I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportstownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the Beyond Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportstownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm David Dykstra with your SportstownChicago.com update powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Cubs fly the W yesterday with a 2-0 win over the Marlins, but the Cubs are 2-5 in their last seven games. Indians come into Wrigley Field tonight for a quick two-game series. First pitch is at 7.05 tonight. Panic on the south side as the White Sox get swept over the weekend, losing to the Astros 8-2. Dallas Keuchel has his shortest outing, only going three innings, giving up six earned runs. Next game for the White Sox is against the Pirates on Tuesday. First pitch is at 6.05 p.m. The Eastern Conference Finals are set as the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Nets Saturday 115-111 in overtime in Game 7 to move on to face the Hawks as Atlanta beat the 76ers yesterday 103-96 in Game 7. With an unexpected 27 points from Kevin Herter, Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Conference Finals between the Hawks and Bucks is on Wednesday with tip-off at 7 p.m. Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals began yesterday as the Suns beat the Clippers 120-114. Devin Booker records his first career triple-double, scoring 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists. Suns lead the series 1-0. Next game is Tuesday, tip-off at 8 p.m. Golden Knights even the series, scoring the winning goal in overtime to beat the Canadians 2-1. Both semifinal series are tied 2-2. The Islanders and Lightning play tonight. Puck drops at 7 p.m. John Rom birdies the last two holes of the final round in the U.S. Open to win his first major championship, edging out Louis Oosthuizen. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. And now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Brandon Statschanuska. Craig Kimbrell, he did not have a good spring. Two innings pitched so far in both Saturday's and Sunday's game. Two innings, five strikeouts. Tyler Butterball Buterball. Can we just give a hand to Arteris that he has done more in within those five hours of trade deadline than Paxson and Foreman has ever done in their entire career with the Bulls? And David Double D Dykstra. And all of a sudden, Jordan Spieth has figured out his swing, ladies and gentlemen. And if Jordan goes on a tear, Jordan's Tiger-esque to the point where no one can beat him. Hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And now, here's Brandon, Tyler, and David. That's right. You are tuned in to Blow the Whistle, also known as the greatest show in not only sports radio, but in all of radio. Hope everyone had a great weekend and a great happy, great Father's Day yesterday. Happy Father's Day to everyone out there as we have one ourselves. David Dykstra. I guess I'll claim him. I guess <laughs> well, no, I'll claim him since he's no, in front no, of I'm my face. And all of them. Okay. <laughs> but, 
So you guys already know us. I'm Tyler Buterball along with Brandon Janelska, David Dykstra. And we do have a special guest today. You guys all know him. He has made an appearance on our show before and is very knowledgeable in sports, especially in the NBA, which brings me joy. <laughs> Please welcome the son of our very own Double D, also known as Irish Dad, Dominic Irish Offspring Dykstra. <laughs> Double D Jr. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh, God. That's, That's amazing. Good one. That's amazing. I told you I oh, got a good one. intro coming This here. is a great Father's Day present for me, having my kid on the show and just Irish offspring. That is your new nickname. I yeah, like it. I like that, that one. That was amazing. I claim ownership to it. That's it. <laughs> hey, trademark of that, baby. But Dominic, thank you for coming on our show. And do Thanks we have, for having me. Absolutely. Back like I never left. Yep. <laughs> And do we have a show for you guys? In our first hour, we're going to be doing baseball, starting off with the Cubs, then moving on to the White Sox, and then, obviously, we're going to be doing the greatest segment ever, You're Killing Me, Smalls. And then we're going to move on to a little bit of Bears, if there's been some Bears news. And then going into our second hour, we're going to be talking about the Bears' new possible home in Arlington Heights. We're going to recap the NBA playoffs and, then, and and also recap the NHL playoffs. Are you boys ready? Let's go. Absolutely. All right, let's, let's do, do this. Let's do it. Here it comes. What a play. Baez on it. Goes to second. And yes, he got him. Oh, wow. Oh, he laid out in the arm on the spot. They're out of the inning. It gets away. And here comes Hayward. In there safely with a run for the Cubs. And he gets through. Wisdom grabs third. He's going to score. Marisnik to third. And safe. It's 2 0 Cubs. Happy Father's Day, Cubs win. Credit to Marquee Sports Network on those great highlights. Chris Myers on the call. The Cubs, as you heard, avoided the sweep with a 2-0 win over the Marlins yesterday. And that's the second time last week they've avoided the, the sweep, also against the Mets. And I had a quick question to you guys and our listeners. The Cubs had a rough past week, only winning two out of seven. Should the Cubs fans be worried, or is this just a little midseason hiccup? Let us know your guys' thoughts on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T. W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And since I'm going to go over to my fellow Cubs fan over here, Brandon, do you think that was a rough week that the Cubs had? See, wait, wait, wait. See what I got to deal with here? These Cubs fans, I'm, I'm telling you. God. <laughs> so, Brandon, <laughs> should, should the fans be worried, or is this just kind of a little midseason uh, hiccup? Because we know that, They've been moving players around in different positions, trying them out. Is that just Ross just kind of trying things out, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, he he's adjusting because injuries and necessity, giving guys a break, but he he's also just trying to see the versatility on a lot of these young guys as well. But in terms of should we be worried, no. It's, it's the June swoon, as they say in baseball. Teams hit it, and honestly... The Cubs are fortunate. They're 10-9 and nine in the month of June so far. It seems like it's been worse than that. I was actually surprised they've been above 500 this month. But they've played extremely well at home outside of this, this series over the weekend against the Marlins. But they're still tied for first place, which is the other benefit that everyone else has been losing as well. Yeah, everybody else in that division lost. 
and lost yeah. and lost. And we were watching it as we were going, well, they lost, but at least no one else won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, obviously you want to win. If you're a fan of the Cubs, the Cubs want to win, but the fact that they're still tied with Milwaukee for first place after a rough week like that, they only won twice during the week. That's a plus. That's something that they can take away from this. And eventually you get out of this slump and now you're right there in first place still. Well, I mean, let's, let's be honest. We, we kind of touched on this earlier when we were talking about it, Brandon, Uh, to me, it, it seems like they play to their competition and that's not necessarily a good thing. They seem to struggle with the, the, the worst teams in the, in the major leagues. But then when they have great teams coming into Wrigley or if they're going out West and playing great teams, they typically play pretty good or great. And it's just, that's concerning because they're doing the exact opposite of what the White Sox are doing. And the White Sox are taking care of business when they're playing teams that they should be beating. Yeah, like the Cubs, it almost seems like they don't take as much pressure when they they go up into series against teams that people believe that they should lose against. And then they just kind of get a little relaxed on the teams that should be easy wins. And that's just what's been the, the biggest surprise to us with the Cubs because obviously we know from the beginning since we've talked about the Cubs before the season started, they were projected to be like bottom three or four in the division. Yeah, and I mean, outside of this Marlins series and outside of April, April was just a rough month for the Cubs in general. But outside of that, they've played extremely well. One of the best teams in baseball at Wrigley Field. One of the best home teams in baseball. Outside of, again, those first two against the Marlins. So I, I, I write that off as just kind of they ran into Adam Duvall, who for some reason was hitting everything out of the park. <laughs> right. Yes. Two, two home runs in each of those first two games. So I, I write that off as kind of a, a one-off in terms of struggling at home. I don't think it's going to continue too much. But I, it is concerning in general, the way they've played on the road. They got a big series win against San Diego in San Diego, but outside of that, they don't really have that that consistent road presence at all. They, they have struggled mightily when playing away from Wrigley. Well, let me ask you this, Brandon, and I hope you don't mind here, Tyler. Yeah, uh, would you be okay with them being 500 on the road and being way better at home? I think that would do it. In the in this division, the NL Central, I think 500 on the road, and the Cubs win this division because of how good they play at Wrigley Field. Okay, yeah, yeah I, I could say the same thing about that. Like as, as as long as they can sit at like yeah 500 on the road and keep that great streak going or keep that great momentum that they got going home at Wrigley, then yeah, they could definitely take the division with that. Which one of the things that that caught me off guard yesterday was once again one of the Cubs hitters having that at bat they just got the crowd into the game and got them all hyped up wisdom once again and i'm telling you guys right now wisdom is going to become a fan favorite he is yeah, going if he hasn't, if already, he hasn't yeah. already he's going to go along those lines of Kyle Schwarber uh who was the say uh, uh uh Thoreau or not Thoreau he was a uh, second baseman. Ryan Terrio. Terrio. Shortstop then switched over to second base. Yeah, yeah. Terrio. The Riot. The Riot. Yeah. There you go. That's why I wanted to call him Thoreau. I was like, <laughs> in my head, I was, 
Yeah, but Ryan Terrio, fan favorite, wasn't the greatest of players, but just the blue collar aspect. They latch on to those blue collar guys. And then you got, listen, I've come to realize that if the Cubs can get into the sixth inning with a lead, they are more than likely going to win the game at this point in time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And just real quick, what uh, David, with you bringing up Patrick Wisdom, as he's been a huge surprise to all Cubs fans. And I, to kind of lead into a question that I was having for you guys to answer. So, obviously, they moved Wisdom to the third base, and they moved. So, then, obviously, Chris Bryant was uh, at third, and now they moved him out to right field. We've noticed that Ross has been moving players around in different positions to see if they, like, who who's capable of playing different positions. Do, should we expect a trading from one of the big-name players that we've been hearing rumors about? So, then, because I know Chris Bryant was on that list. For a while, but then he's been playing phenomenal this year. And the rest of the guys, too. But do you think they're trying to move guys around in different spots to try to narrow it down to if they had to create up cap space or get something out of them to trade one of the big-name players? It's possible that they're testing the guys out to to see a potential replacement for a Javier Baez or a Chris Bryant or even a Rizzo, although he's he's basically played when he's been healthy. Rizzo has. Yeah. But, yeah, it's possible that they're trying to do it. I don't think there's going to be a trade, and Hoyer has basically come out and said that this team will be buying, and why wouldn't they? They're tied for first place right now, 40-32 and 32 record, and, again, they have played phenomenally at home, 25-12. and 12. It's that road record. Again, if the, if – they're five games under 500 on the road. If they could bring that to 500, they're sitting in first place right now on their own by a couple games. So I I think they will be buyers, not big buyers, not heavy buyers, but I think they do go out and add a starting pitcher, even if it's just an innings eater, to take some pressure off that bullpen. Because like David said... That bullpen has been their saving grace this year. The Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin, Craig Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell, if I could talk, <laughs> trio. That trio is con- is currently on a 49 and a third inning scoreless streak. That's insane. Yeah. And I, can we just call them the triangle, triangle of death or the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle yeah, at this point? They essentially have been. Kimbrell hasn't allowed an earned run since May 4th. Or rather, May May 15th. And then Tapera and Chafin have both not allowed a run since May 7th. Jeez. That's impressive. And Tapera was named reliever of the month last month. There's a very good chance one of those guys get it again this month. And that is why they've been so successful so far this year. Okay. Well, that wraps up our Cubs talk for today. But we're not done with baseball. The White Sox are coming back from a disappointing sweep against the Rangers. We will tell you their biggest struggles right now here on Blow the Whistle. For sports, sportsdownchicago.com. Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. 
At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. That was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else are you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. Here it comes. Drive to right. That baby will go. A two-run homer, Jake Lamb, and the White Sox have the lead. The pitch. A liner to left center field that could get down, and it does. Brantley will score. Correa on his heels. It's 3-2. to two. Jones drives one to left field. That's well struck, and that'll be off the top of the wall. Jordan Alvarez will score. The third goes Toro, RBI double for Taylor Jones. Astros lead 4-2. Pop-up, playable. The blue hair of Martin Maldonado camps underneath it and puts it away for the final out. The Astros sweep the White Sox. Credit to NBC Sports Chicago and AT&T Sportsnet Southwest for those wonderful highlights. And as you guys heard, the White Sox get swept in a four-game set with the Astros. Villains. <laughs> Can't exactly. stand the Astros. Oh, I thought you were going to say the White Sox. <laughs> no, he's on our side. the north side. Don't you dare. <laughs> well, a question for you, gents, and to our listeners as well. Uh, even though it's a little early to be worried about this now, but are the Sox inconsistent? inconsistency against good teams going to be a struggle for the postseason. Let us know on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. David, I'm going to go to you first. Of course, because I'm the only one that cares about the White Sox. Well, yeah. Oh, you don't care. You said the other day you don't care about any of these teams. You're just saying that to be against. I'm us. not a Chicago guy. What can I say? I, I I watch. I typically watch the White Sox more because my my dad. Shout out to my dad. You know, Happy Father's Day to you, Pop Pop. Um, but Papa Irish. 
Papa Irish. <laughs> um, he's not. He's full on Dutch. I'm adopted, so. <laughs> oh, but anyway, <laughs> that's new that I've heard today. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, he was he's he was a White Sox fan growing up, so he typically watches the White Sox way more than he watches the Cubs, and that's kind of where I got my love for the White Sox. So that being said. <sighs> Listen, they ran into a really hot Astros team. Astros are so yeah. hot right now. No, well, that's because they steal signs. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brandon shaking his head. Yes, he agrees. I love it. It's, yes. it's true. It's true. Um, but um, I would say, yeah, they ran into a hot team. They didn't play their greatest. The the They were making errors. Uh, they came back to bite them in the patootie again. Um, they played great baseball against... Uh, the Rays. The Rays. Yeah. It's just, you know. But when it comes down to the wire, get it? Oh, get it? If it's in Astros. You invited him here. I know. I know. I've taught him all the bad dad jokes. But it. anyway. Um, no, I would say, I would say uh, they're going to play great against good teams. Uh, yeah, they, they had their little debacle against the Yankees. They've had it against the Astros. I would expect them to rebound here. Nothing like coming off, you know, a horrible series and having to go to Pittsburgh and play the Pirates. <laughs> so, uh, I would expect a sweep. I would love to see them sweep because once again, they're playing a team that they should beat. And if, uh, everything holds serve like it has been lately, They'll they'll sweep the pirates or at least take two out of three and win that series. Yeah, and it's actually only a two game series two against game Pittsburgh. Okay, oh, so they can only take two. Okay. Well, then they'll take two. <laughs> two, they'll, two. I think they'll take both of those and have no problem doing. Who do they have after Pittsburgh? Seattle. Seattle's actually been hot. They just swept the Rays in Seattle or at home. At home. At home. At home. I, I expect them to win win that series as well. Yeah, they're, they're another team that's been good at home, 27 and 12 at home. But the problem that, that Tyler kind of brought up is against good teams. So against teams over 500, they're 17 and 23. So they have struggled a bit against the, the good teams. But like you said, they beat all the teams that they should beat, which is why they sit at 43 wins right now. But that could be a concern going into the playoffs. The fact that they haven't really had... Taking two or three from Tampa was great. But they haven't had that consistency. Kind of like we said with the Cubs. They haven't had that consistency on the road. The Sox are also one game below five hundred on the road. And they just haven't seemed to have that that statement victory against a, a good team. I thought Tampa might have been it. But the way they came out of that series and not then to struggle mightily against a hot team in the Astros, but to struggle that much against that team and it, it was just sloppy baseball. Yeah, well, that and part. that and that's where I'm coming at is is like they need to fielding practice, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fielding practice. You need to go out there. You need to be taking ground balls. You need to be you know turning to doing all the things that you need to do to right the ship of the airs. Cause right now we're back to the beginning of the season where they're losing games because they've got mental errors and errors in the games. that come back to bite them in the batootie as I like to say, and, and end up costing them games. There were at least two games that I watched over the weekend that airs specifically cost them the games. No, go ahead. 
I, I, it just it's frustrating to see with such and I, I I'm I'm gonna put it out there once again maybe the injuries are starting to catch up with the White Sox a little bit um you had another guy go down and he's gone for the season Madrigal's gone for the season with a yeah. completely oh, torn yeah. hamstring right and he he led the team in hits as yeah. well when he went down so I mean That's there's just right yeah there. there's just I mean you lose. Eloy Jimenez, uh, Luis Roberts, and Madrigal. I mean, that's that's tough to overcome for any team. Nope. But I mean, that's what what did we say, Brandon? They've had fourteen starting outfielders this year. Fourteen, yeah. fourteen uh, different starting outfielders. This I think year. that is what Jeez. it is. And Eaton's back on the IL right now, now that as for, well. That's from all injuries, at all the injuries. Wow. Okay, All wow. injuries, and I think some of that's might might start starting to be catching up with them, and the the pitching. Lance Lynn, you don't expect a start that he had, and he gives up what seven runs or something. Dallas Keuchel has his shortest outing yesterday. Three innings and giving up six earned runs. I well, mean, he gave up six runs, but again, the errors oh, were yeah, an issue. Only, only three of them were earned, but it does seem like they are having a problem with the bigger bats, like you said against the Yankees. You know, those people that can go yard, they're having a trouble. You know, keeping the ball away from them. Well, see, it, that's where I wanted to ask because I kind of mentioned it last Monday. <clears throat> this is just what from what I'm hearing, people's opinions and stuff like. We've obviously known, and they've said it before the season started, that the Sox are going to be a great team this year. And they've shown it. But, like, as we've been talking about, inconsistent against the great teams, are the Sox a little bit overrated than everyone's making it out to be? Or is it like what David was saying about the injuries kind of catching up to them? Because we've seen the White Sox play great, but then, like, against, like we're talking right now, just against the um, team, like, great teams, they're not playing as great as everyone would expect for the White Sox to be as great as everyone's saying. I think the two biggest issues for the White Sox, other than injuries, yeah. I mean, you're going to have injuries throughout the season. That not Usually not this many. And right. not to big names And like not to big have. names like right. this, but the two biggest playing-wise are errors and that bullpen. Yeah. La Russa still has not figured out that bullpen and who he can he's, count on. He's been and, struggling yeah, with outside that. Outside of Hendricks. Like, outside, yeah, Liam outside. Hendricks has been solid. Uh, but so, almost unhittable lately. Lately, yes. Late, lately, but up until this point, yeah, it, for me, it's the air. Over the, the past, I'd say, two series, it's been errors in that bullpen. That bullpen is so unreliable right now. He doesn't know who to call on and who's going to be the shutdown. It's a complete opposite of what Rossi's dealing with over in in the, on the north side in Wrigleyville where he goes, oh, I'm in the sixth inning and I've got the lead. I know exactly who's coming in. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've been struggling with the errors quite a while like yeah, they got rid of them and that's when they that, went on their on their streak yeah, is when they, April, they they were a huge issue and we, yeah. we talked about this i think it was last week or it might have been two weeks ago where they they weren't making errors for like that hot streak like we said but then there was a game or, or a series where they had multiple errors and we kind of talked about it that it was probably just a one-off like they seemed to have found themselves they had a bad game a couple of multiple errors in the game they lost 
But now it, it's starting to look like it's a trend that's starting to come back for them, and that can be a major issue. Well, I yeah, mean, ex- as the injuries go on, too, I'm sure as they move players around, they can't stay comfortable in their position, and, you know, they yeah. have to yeah. go outside of their, comfort, their comfort zone, and uh, they have other players who, you know, aren't starting in as many games and aren't getting as much time. So, you know, maybe work on that a little more outside in practice you know, making your guys feel comfortable in their position so that they're not making those easy errors. Yeah, and that's a good point. That's where Larusa needs to kind of just really know his team and kind of fix it up because we've been talking how he's been struggling with that bullpen, like getting things to work because we know that they have the talent. Yeah. If there's one thing I'm not confident in is their manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. He They are winning despite him. him. And despite him and that's not good no that isn't he they they need to have trust in him they need to have the knowledge that he's going to make the right calls the right moves at the right time and i don't think they do they're winning in spite of his decisions well because we laughed earlier about how he he wasn't even up to date on the the new rules in the mlb that but one I mean, that one i'll let slide because i don't know if there are a lot of managers that knew that rule uh, Fair enough. And the only reason that David Ross knew it is because Larusa got buried for it. <laughs> what was it? Not even six hours before that game. Yeah, I mean, it, it came into play that same night between <laughs> yeah. the Do- I think it was the Dodgers and the Cubs, and both those teams ended up utilizing that rule. So, yeah, who knows if they would have used that rule had they not seen Larusa get burned on it earlier. I'm going to be interested to see what this next week week brings for the White Sox. If they're in a true slump, then then we'll start talking. But I I don't foresee a true slump. I think this was a, a just like the Yankee series. It was a one off series yeah. that just didn't go their way. And let's move forward. Yeah, and, and like you said, they have the Pittsburgh Pirates who are two and eight in their last ten. So that's a good slump breaker as well. Well, as much as we love talking about baseball, we unfortunately have to move on. But that is okay because. You all know what time it's for. That's right. It is time for the greatest segment in sports radio. You're killing me, Smalls. We all know you guys had a head-scratching moment in sports this past week. So please share it out with us on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. We all love hearing from you guys. But before we get into the chaos, let's hand it off to David with a sports update. Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com Scoreboard Update. I'm David Dexter with the SportstownChicago.com Update. Powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. The White Sox get swept over the weekend, losing to the Astros 8-2. Dallas Keuchel has his shortest outing, only going three innings, giving up six runs. Next game for the White Sox is against the Pirates on Tuesday. First pitch is at 6.05. Cubs fly the W yesterday with a 2-0 win over the Marlins, but the Cubs are 2-5 in their last seven games. Indians come into Wrigley for a quick two-game series. First pitch is 7.05 tonight. The Eastern Conference Finals are set as the Bucks beat the Nets Saturday 115 to 111. The overtime in overtime in game 7 to move on to face the Hawks as Atlanta beats the 76ers yesterday 103 to 96 in game 7 with an unexpected 27 points from Kevin Herter. 
Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals begins on Wednesday, tip-off, 7.30 p.m. Game one of the Western Conference Finals began yesterday as the Suns beat the Clippers 120-114. to Devin Booker records his first career triple-double, scoring 40 points, grabbing 13 rebounds, and dealing out 11 assists. Suns lead the series 1-0. The next game is Tuesday, tip-off at 8 p.m. John Rahm birdies the last two holes in the final round of the U.S. Open to win his first major championship, edging out Louis Oosthuizen by one shot. Rahm ended the Open at 6-under and was the the first odds favorite to win the Open since Tiger in 2008. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in his career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. Red SportstownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the Nasty Biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the Chicken Fried Chicken Biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with the heaping amounts of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy? You're breaking up. Did I mention we'd be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed-out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do, and that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it has been, it still is. Franchise-defining quarterbacks. College football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. You're killing me, Smalls. That's right. You are here for your killing me, Smalls. Almost, I almost had to make him my you're killing me, Smalls moment. <laughs> Jeez, man. Come on. Sorry, I got dealing with insurance and stuff right now. Long story. Don't worry if you're like bother, talking about it. <laughs> Long story. That's a you're short killing outcome. Me, Smalls. <laughs> I'm driving the show here. <laughs> so, anyways... Oh, man, do I love this segment. Just a great time to rant about the whole week of sports because there's plenty to talk about. I have much to talk about. And as always, I said, you guys can please send us your You're Killing Me Smalls at our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. And today I'm going to start off with our little guest today, All Irish right. Offspring. Now I'm a Celtics <laughs> fan. 
with all that Irish in me, right? <laughs> you better be. Now, I'm 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 okay with the recent front office move with Brad Stevens, but the trade of Kemba Walker and Al Horford for okay, the the Celtics traded a second round pick and a first round pick to Oklahoma City. And we got back Moses Brown, Al Horford, and another second-round pick in the future. My problem with that is that first-round pick didn't need to be let go. I'm okay with letting go of a a non-producing Kemba Walker regarding the last year, which still almost averaged 20 points. I don't know why that was a necessity other than freeing up cap space. But for letting go of that first-round pick... Boston Celtics and Brad Stevens. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> All right. Uh, David, you want to go after? Oh, you, you want you, me to go? You can go ahead. Go after your son. I'm, dude. Oh. I, li- I like where yours is going to be going. All right. So, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Listen, you've got enough problems in the city itself to not have to spout off about where the Chicago Bears are going to be playing next year. And if they don't play in the city of Chicago, they are no longer allowed to be called to... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Worry about the shootings that happen every weekend, every night, every day in the in the city of Chicago. Let's not worry about who, what the name of the Chicago Bears or where they're going to be playing. Hey, Lori Littlefoot, guess what? The Dallas Cowboys don't. I called her Littlefoot, didn't I? Yes, I did. I love it. Lightfoot. Whatever. I'm just going to go with Chicago Mayor. You need to worry about what's going on in your city other than where the Bears are playing. Because guess what? Guess where the Dallas Cowboys play there, Miss Mayor? Can anybody tell me? They play in Fort Worth. Is that Dallas? No! It's a suburb of Dallas. And if you want to get technical, Miss Mayor... The Jets. The Jets. They're not in New York. The Giants. The Giants, not New York. And if you really want to get technical about it, Miss Mayor, the Cubs aren't even in the city of Chicago. Yes, they are. They're in city limits. Wrigleyville is part of Chicago. Arlington's part of the city limits, too. It's its own city. <laughs> Listen Ar- to him Ar- trying to... Arlington Heights is its own city. But it's see, a suburb. Here's, Wrigleyville here's my thing. is in Chicago. You have... Wrigleyville is, in quote-unquote, in Chicago. Wrigleyville is not a city where's or the, a town. Where's the United Center? It's... Still considered Chicago, just a little bit out. <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't is, think it's in its own town. It's within city limits. But see, that's my issue. Is like you're you're bagging on something. One, one, you're bagging on the fact that they're not going to be quote unquote in Chicago when other teams do this as well. Two, you're then going to not let them build a multi million dollar stadium so you can what? Oh, I don't know. Maybe host a Super Bowl and bring some income into the city. I don't know. Maybe host a Final Four and bring some income into the city. (gasps) God forbid. (laughs) 
I tell you. Miss Mayor, for absolutely putting your foot in your mouth and worrying about things that you don't need to worry about. Uh, I'm going to go next only because I'm going to do a combined one with everyone knows him as KB Mac Radio who tweeted us because KB Mac, I'm going to be kind of joining you in on this because this was my You're Killing Me Smalls here. I'm going to read what he said and then I'm going to go into what I'm going to say. So he says, I'm here late but coming in hot. Ben Simmons, I could have sworn the name of your position was point guard. That would imply you can actually score points. Missed free throws, <laughs> passing out e- of easy layups. Ben Simmons. He, he basically touched it up. Exactly. Ben Simmons. For the love of all Mr. God. Mr. Fourth Quarter. <laughs> Mr. Fourth Quarter. Game seven. Series on the line. You win this, you move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. What a game you had, Mr. Simmons. Five points. 30 some odd percent from free throw free throw percent and you know what's funny i see a thing he was basically blaming his shoulder on that he was blaming his shoulder dude what you're gonna say your shoulder was bad since you got drafted you've had a horrible horrible free throw percentage since you came into the nba and for just the hype that was on this guy he came into the league everyone was comparing him to lebron james they're gonna be like oh he's and gonna be the next LeBron. and magic yeah, you had 14 assists. That's great. I mean, it's always... I mean, if you can rack up assists, that's great. You're setting it up. But you're really going to try to get an assist when you are a foot away from the basket? A foot... Of you, you're you down in the post. You turn around right wide open dunk. The announcers were saying it themselves. You could have got yourself two points. What did you do? You go up, pump fake, and dish it off to Tobias Harris. That who, that's who... I don't know. It was your name or Covington. But... And then he gets fouled, and he's not a great free throw shooter either. I'm pretty sure he made it maybe one free throw. I, he missed both of them? Missed he both. missed both he of missed, them. Yeah, he missed both. So just the fact that the outcome of that, you could have had a layup, and you give it to a guy that's layup, almost, nothing. He could have had a dunk. And you, miss, and you give it to a guy that's almost as bad at shooting free throws as you are. So Ben Simmons for just playing so poorly in this whole playoff series can't hit a flipping free throw for your life and costing you guys this game seven win against the the unfor- the forgotten Atlanta Hawks that are been, been a big surprise that case Ben Simmons You're killing me Smalls alright Brandon let's hear what you got alright so Uh-oh. mine's not going after any of the athletes or any of the teams or anything like that mine's going out to all of you guys that are fans but not the good fans, not us. Like, no, we're, we're good fans. I, I hope you guys are. I the wouldn't fa- throw water bottles at anybody. The fans that are disrupting the gameplay. So fans like cell phones going off during a U.S. Open or running out onto a field during a game. So let's start off with the U.S. Open. A cell phone in the first round for Phil Mickelson three different times as he's trying to stand yeah, over the ball. That's, that's, it went off. That's odd. 
That's yeah. just weird. There's no excuse for that. Learn how to use your phone and silence least, your phone. Yeah, at least learn how to like, silence. Come on. Silence it, turn it off, do something. And then, I believe it was that same night, we were working a Chicago Dogs game. We were. Yeah. And in the ninth inning, a fan runs out on the field, runs straight across the field, takes his shirt off in the middle of the field, and just streaks across the field. And then is that technically streaking though? I thank God. In a way, yeah, thank yeah, God it was, he, he half streaked. He half streaked. That's all we need. <laughs> um, and then a streaker. Well, again, technically, probably not streaker. But a fan running out at the U.S. Open yesterday and taking some swings out there. There's no reason for that. You're there to watch the game, not to be watched as you make a fool of yourself. And is it really worth it? I believe it's a felony to run out on the field of play at any of these sporting events. So I know at the Dogs game, he was walked out in handcuffs. Yes, I assume the ones, I, the, the cell phone, that's not a felony. But learn should how to, be. Learn how to use be. your device. Basically just, yes. have, just have a brain and like not yeah. interrupt the game. Exactly. You guys are there. People the pay good money to go to these events, go to these games, and... You are just being, you're being rude to the players, to the other fans, all those things. It's unnecessary. So if you're going to go to a game, if I'm at a game with you, you better be respectful and let me enjoy my game. I don't want to see you running out on the field. I want to see the players out on the field. So all those insubordinate fans, I guess is a word for it. All those fans out there that are taking away from the games. You're killing me, Smalls. You know what? I think it's just a lot of people getting way too excited with everything being full capacity. COVID's over! Like, they Party! They, they haven't experienced an, <laughs> an actual game or uh, sporting event in a whole year, year and a half. So it's just these people are off the loose. They're off their, they're off their chains. I, listen, I, I need to do a quick thing. Go uh, for it. Miss Mayor... Lori Lightfoot, I, I, I apologize for <laughs> scrapping your name there. I'm going to put that out there. I'm not apologizing for the You're Killing Me Smalls, though. I'll apologize for messing up her name, though. Right. That's on me because I hate when people mess up my name. That's fair. That's, That's fair. All right. Well, guys, that unfortunately wraps up the You're Killing Me Smalls segment. The only thing that gets us through this Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the only thing. I mean, I have my son sitting right here, dude. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a sad life. <laughs> He's got to work. Yeah, he does have to work. work. Well, up next, Coach Nagy has came out announcing that there is no chance that Justin Fields will start week one this season. We will give you our thoughts on his decision about that here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Longtime fans, sports is like life. SportstownChicago.com. What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or French toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now in later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eats or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I could see a wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal spaceman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion. The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right. 
one in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. The Chicago Dogs are back on SportsTownChicago.com. Tune in to the season opener against the Sioux City Explorers Friday, May 28th at Impact Field in Rosemont. First pitch at 7.05 p.m. Hear all the action right here on SportsTownChicago.com. Four-man rush, Fields has time, launches downfield, it's Olave, he's got a touchdown, Ohio State! Fields with a keeper, makes a cut, and in the clear, Justin Fields will finally be tracked down. Third down and a couple, Dalton has to pull it down, and now he will run and dive for the first down. Only four incompletions for Dalton today, 17 of 21, and he finds his man, C.D. Touchdown, 52 yards from Dalton to Lamb. Courtesy to ESPN and Fox NFL for those wonderful Justin Fields highlights. I thought you overlapped me on my on my call that snap throw to first the other day when I went, got him. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. So, as I said, is that Coach Nag and everyone knows came out and says that Dalton will be QB1 week one and that there's really no discussion or chance for Justin Fields to be that quarterback one starter. And so a question I have for you guys and our listeners, do you think that Fields should not even have a shot at the starter position this early into the offseason? Let us know on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one. And I'm gonna start off with Dominic. I don't know about all that. I think he can start early. I think what they're doing is they're they're, you know, giving Andy Dalton what he wanted, what they promised, I guess. They're kind of going through with their promise of you're our starting QB. Well, Mr. Dalton, you're not good. And you're kind of getting old. I shouldn't say you're not good. You're in the NFL. You're a great player. And I mean, consistent throughout your career. But uh, you've thrown to one of the greatest wide receivers of that decade while he's healthy and never did anything in the playoffs. I mean, also partially your head coach's fault. Um, but not only that, you're it's a young talent. You're not going to be in the, in the public eye you're not going to be anything compared to a 22-year-old. Yeah. No, I 
Totally agree with that. Everybody wants to see the young guy play. We just watched them do something exciting in the draft. We want to see the results. And they've said before that when they feel that he is ready, they're going to put him in. I already believe one. It'll be week week two to four. I I don't see him not starting five. Everything that I've heard, not to interrupt you guys, but everything that I've heard is coming out of their bye week. Is probably when you see Justin not. That's what, I, that's what well. I predicted. I don't know if it will take that long because I think their buys in week ten. It's but going, it makes sense to wait until a I buy. give it. I give it one bad Andy Dalton game, one game with more than one pick, and they're like, I've had enough. But that's that, what they did with Trubisky. That's, that's what the they thing. did with Foles. They're trying they to do it. They different don't want to do what they did with Trubisky. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to react to what Dalton does. Is what they've said, which is but silly. See, but see, it's that's silly. why when I like when they say they're going to wait till he's ready. From what we've heard from OTAs, he's already told us that he's ready. And compared to Andy Dalton in first day of OTAs, David gave me this wonderful highlight of Andy Dalton (laughs) or uh, stat line. Brandon doesn't like this one, but I do. I agree with Brandon too. Seven (laughs) interceptions in day one. And the thing that I see, it it is a stat, but the reason why I don't put much into it is because it's the first day. We're not even at training camp yet. It's the first day. But this this is it. He's going up against not the starting defense. He's going up against against the. the, No, no, he is not. He's up against the top starters. No, No, he is not. None of that show up. None of the first line defense played in OTAs. No, they didn't play. None of them. The only one that showed up was veteran minicamp. Yes, they did. But they weren't on the field. They were in the. Some of them weren't on the field. Some of them were out there. Eddie Jackson was out there. Eddie, I didn't think Eddie hit. I didn't think Eddie hit the field. I think Eddie, um, Eddie Mack, uh, Hicks, all those guys. I think Jalen was out there. So maybe Jalen got all seven of them. (laughs) Uh, But I I, probably Trufant was out there. So it's possible that you're starting some cornerbacks now. We're out there. If but you're not out there on day one trying to workshop and try something new, you're doing it wrong. And you know, if you're if those results come out bad, it's the same thing with uh uh Tua. They said Tua came out and threw five picks in the first day of camp. Good. Try that now. It's not working. Don't do it in regular season. And did Tua start last season? No. They do I think Tua's the answer at Miami? No. And, but here's my thing, and I, I heard this on the radio the other day. Uh, another analyst came out and said that if Justin Fields makes the proper growth and the go, starts going through his progressions like he should as a professional quarterback, you are looking at Patrick Mahomes 2.0. I totally agree with that. And the thing is, when they <laughs> you keep, heard it too, didn't you, Dom? You were in the car with me. Mm-hmm. They keep saying that they're going to try to do this the different way that they did with Mitchell Trubisky. I don't even want them to compare Fields to Trubisky. Trubisky had one year of starting. That was his senior year in North at North Carolina. Not t- a tough division at all. You got a kid oh, that didn't go that far. That's has, Clemson. Florida well, yeah, State. okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But <laughs> you got a kid that played Big Ten football, and he brought his the Ohio State to the championship, and he started. How many years did he start? I can't he remember. was a two. He was a two year starter. Two years, and starter. he played for Georgia too. He, he played he was a double transfer. So, yeah, he was. A, you can't even come. You can't even. Let's com- not go there. We are. We're trying to move past the fact that he's a double transfer. He's a quitter. You can't even compare Fields yeah. to Trubisky. Totally two different types of 
And it's the same Talents. thing with Mahomes. You're setting that kid up for failure when you compare him to the MVP. I'm sorry, but he's a rookie. He's not going to play like Patrick Mahomes. And not only that, but you have to let that kid. Why compare an athlete to another athlete when they're their own person? But he's Justin considered- Fields is playing like a Justin Fields, not like a Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm, I'm talking skill set, and that's yeah. all I'm and, talking about. And if we're and, talking skill set, I see him as more, and you said that that you don't agree with these comparisons, but Dak Prescott yeah. and, and, Russell Wilson. and Russell Wilson, those he are needs, great comparisons. He needs yeah. to be better than both. And Prescott's actually who he his draft comparison was, I believe, and he well. needs to be better than both. Roll out when you need, be. but if you start running, I don't want to see him get hurt. He just came off an injury from see, college. I want to see him run like Patrick Mahomes, where Patrick gets what he needs and then gets out of bounds. That's a scrambling quarterback in my eyes but, in this day and age in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, it's going to take Andy Dalton getting hit once in the head and he's out. Yeah, do you, really, concussion, do you he, really want to put Fields right into that if he's getting hit? Here, he's going to have to learn sooner or later, and and and, and that's that's the bad part about the Chicago Bears this year is that m- you may possibly, well, especially if Brandon gets his way, you're going to have two rookies on the bookends because God forbid. What's the guy's name again that you love so much? Yeah, Fetty should not be starting. Well, <laughs> <laughs> see, this is my thing about. You guys, they, they want to protect Justin Fields. But at some point in day, he's going to have to go out there. You, you, can, you can't protect him for so long. And how long are you going to protect him even though if he's showing up and producing? So you can't like you can't hold him back just because of the offensive See, lineman. My big thing is that he's going out there. He's doing extremely well from everything we've heard. But they're not practicing with pads. They're not... There's, it's non-contact, non-contact. everything right. like that. And I did confirm it. The starting uh, defense was out there, a majority of them. Matt, okay. Okay. Hicks, uh, Jackson, Tashawn Maybe Gibson, it was the voluntary Roquan ones. Smith. Maybe yeah, it was they the, did voluntary. Not do the voluntary. They were there but, at the building, yeah. but they weren't on the field. Mandatory okay. minicamp. Eddie Goldman's the only one who was not there, and he's not excused. So that'll be something to look out for going forward. But. Yeah, other than that, the fact that Fields is doing well, but he's doing well against the second defense, and it's non-contact. So I agree with not putting him in right away because he hasn't had that experience against actual defense. Okay, well, it's going to be great to hear what else we got going on for the Bears practice. But that wraps up hour one. But we all know that we still have a whole second hour here on Blow the Whistle Continuing with the Bears talk, the Bears made a bid for the Arlington Heights racetrack. Do you guys think the Bears will find a new home? Stay here for our takes here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com. Are you ready for this? Valley View Automotive has all of the hottest SUVs you've been looking for. Enjoy a test drive and the opportunity to drive one of these powerful vehicles off the lot for half the price. Yes, half the price. Now's the time to get yourself to Valley View by car, on foot, or even by air to take advantage of this outrageous sale. You better get here quickly because this promotion is only going on for 24 hours and the automobiles are leaving the lot faster than you can say four wheel drive. Valley View Automotive, a dealership you can depend on. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. 
Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE. Teach early. Indeed is the number one job search user with over 250 million monthly users. Indeed's priority is to help everyone in the job searching process to find a job by uploading 10 new job opportunities every 10 seconds worldwide. With Indeed, you have free access to job searches, resume uploads, and company researches. There are over 10,000 employees at Indeed that pursue to help people find the job they are looking for. They connect with millions of people to new opportunities. Go to Indeed.com and sign up for free and create a resume and let Indeed do the rest to help you on your job search. Hey, I'm Jesus Mauricio. Be sure to tune in every Friday to listen to Zeus Off the Bat, a baseball talk show from 1 to 2 p.m. where I'll be discussing and updating you on all things about baseball, news, predictions, reactions, and more about the Cubs, Sox, and everything across the league. Happens every Friday at 1 p.m. right here on SportstownChicago.com. Don't forget to follow and share our Twitter and Instagram with your friends at Zeus Off the Bat. Zeus Off the Bat. I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportstownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the Beyond Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportstownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm David Dexter with your SportstownChicago.com update powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Cubs fly the W yesterday with a 2-0 win over the Marlins, but the Cubs are 2-5 in their last seven games. Indians come into Wrigley for a quick two-game series. First pitch is at 7.05 tonight. Panic on the south side as the White Sox get swept over the weekend, losing to the Astros 8-2. Dallas Keuchel has his shortest outing, only going three innings, giving up six runs. Next game for the White Sox is against the Pirates on Tuesday. First pitch is at 6.05 p.m. The Eastern Conference Finals are set as the Bucks beat the Nets Saturday 115-111 in overtime in Game 7 to move on to face the Hawks as Atlanta beat the 76ers yesterday 103-96 in Game 7 with an unexpected 27 points from Kevin Herter. Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals begins between the Hawks and Bucks on Wednesday with tip-off at 7.30 p.m. Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals began yesterday as the Suns beat the Clippers 120-114. Devin Booker records his first career triple-double, scoring 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists. Suns lead the series 1-0. Next game is Tuesday, tip-off at 8 p.m. John Ron birdies the last two holes in the final round of the U.S. Open to win his first major championship, edging out Louis Oosthuizen by one shot. Rom ended the Open at six under and was the first odds-on favorite to win the U.S. Open since Tiger Woods in 2008. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. For 50 years, the Bears' home has been Soldier Field. But now could the Bears be Super Bowl shuffling to the Burbs? Arlington Heights Mayor Tom Hayes says the 326-acre property would allow for a stadium large enough to host a Super Bowl, as well as a year-round hotel and entertainment complex. 
courtesy to ABC 7 Eyewitness News, Eric Horn, on that little snippet of the Bears making, the Chicago Bears made a bid for the Arlington Heights International Race Course. Now, I, we, I already know how David feels about it, or at least not about that, but uh, we're going to get into that. I'm sorry. That was more about... <laughs> that was more about little... Light, I'm, Lightfoot. 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 Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. so a question I have to all you guys, what would moving to Arlington Heights do to the Bears fans? Uh, let us know on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And I'm... Since it has to do with Bears fans, I'm going to start off with Brandon over here, my fellow Bears fan as well. What? Oh, so you're going to go to you're going to go to the Bears fans? Uh, I want to know. Biased. No, I I'm said joking. all you guys. I'm just joking. <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> it how would you? Us more. <laughs> it hurts us more. <laughs> Brandon, what would you feel about if the Chicago Bears packed their bags from Soldier Field and moved to the the race course? I don't mind it because they have to do something about Soldier Field. It it's not a good place. It's not it's not nearly big enough. They renovated and made it even smaller than in terms of capacity. My biggest thing though is I like the outdoor field. And that's a big thing that plays in Chicago is the fact that a team like the Los Angeles Rams come in and they struggle a bit playing in the colder weather. I like that home field advantage. Tampa Bay as well yeah, as last Tampa year. Yeah, Tampa Bay. I, I like that home field advantage. I wouldn't mind a retractable roof, but I like the option of you can have the roof open even if it is single digits or whatever and keep it open to do that. You can close the roof if you need to for a Super Bowl or something like that because obviously they're not going to play the Super Bowl in Chicago without a closed a enclosed structure but I still like that home field advantage of playing in the cold weather that's just kind of Chicago Bears football. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. It's they need a bigger stadium. They have one of the smallest stadiums in the NFL. Yeah. Granted Soldier Field is very like iconic to kind of like it hasn't been there forever, but it's been there for a while to Chicago. But I think getting the Bears a bigger, newer stadium, and I like the idea with the retractable roof because I think everyone has wanted a Super Bowl in Chicago, or even they can do March Madness because they've they've done they put the court in Lucas Oil. So I think that would be great to bring into the city, and not to mention it'll be a little closer of a drive for all of us. <laughs> So I think yeah, if they did, and because uh, the open roof would give the Bears, dude, like because that's that's their home field advantage with, is with the weather. We we get crazy weather here in Chicago, so I think overall I don't think it'd be a bad thing. It'd just be probably a little hard goodbye for everyone to Soldier Field. I I agree with that. When I think of like Bears football, obviously you think of that Super Bowl team, and then I think of of Walter Payton in the the blanket, so that you know like because it. They're playing in cold weather, and then I just – that's what you think of when you think of Bears football. You think of that good championship team and, you know, playing in the cold and stuff like that. But also, if they move and you had people whining, oh, I don't want to drive to the game. Like, are you really, like, a real diehard Bears fan? If you're not willing to drive 30, 40 minutes to the game, are you really a Bears fan? Oh, no, here's the the best part. You don't want to drive to the Bears game – there's a Metra stop 
Yeah, right, right there. where, there, yeah. right where the football stadium would be in Arlington. That See, would make it easy for all everyone. Why are you complaining? All, well, here's 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 all all the things that I would like about a new stadium. One, you really cannot tailgate at Soldier Field. There, there's 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 no. no place to do it. There, there, you've got what? Maybe a handful of people that get to tailgate at a Chicago Bears game because That's a whole block or two away. Yeah, because they they have that prime parking that they've paid for. Great, that's awesome. You can still get prime parking at the new one too, mm-hmm. but you can have more people with you and show off all of this great Chicago food that everybody always raves about. Mm-hmm. Number two, that stadium needs to accommodate eighty thousand people. Yeah. You want to bring revenue into Chicago, then you need to do that. And I mean, look at these other stadiums that are, you know, renovated and they've got new structures and they're they're fancy. They've got like five-star restaurants. They they were talking about keeping it open year-round for entertainment and a hotel. Like that's more revenue. And that's I've something even, that I've not even only heard, Chicago, but the whole state of Illinois could use it. I've also point. heard that they're they're pitching casino right by the that. field. Like it there is a what is like a hundred and eighty eight or three hundred and eighty acres or something like that. I can't remember the how many the, the acreage is. No, it's more than just the race course, man. It's it's a like whole, a, a big piece of land. It's yeah. a whole piece of Chunk of land. 326 acres. Uh, 326 acres that you can do whatever. Not to mention, okay, uh, there's always the Winter Classic you could bring into there. You could uh, shoot. You could have the the Blackhawks move into there as well if you're going to close the roof and do that. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do. You can bring in the World Cup to America and have Chicago host the World Cup. You can do all these different things with a bigger stadium. Concerts. Concerts, yeah. Yeah, concerts. Not only that, but you need to add revenue. You need to add revenue to this football team because everything that I've heard, and Brandon, help me out here, after Virginia McCaskey dies, None of the McCaskies want to have that football team. A lot of people think that they're probably going to get the race, the uh, race course, and then they think the McCaskies are going to sell it right after, like the whole team in general after that. I don't know if that would be the case. But one thing I do know is from what I've heard is that technically the Chicago Bears are in a bond with the NFL, and they can't move to a different location until twenty. 20- 32 or something like that. It's a lease. They have a lease with with the city of Chicago. They have a lease with the city of Chicago. Here's the thing. Could they get out of that? Yes. Okay, I figured. They could absolutely pay to get out of that lease or just break the lease and go into court and settle it in court yeah okay. that you can so it's not like it's it's just like having a lease for an apartment bro that's true <laughs> i wasn't even thinking of it like that but no so because in that case it's not like bears fans are gonna have to wait 10 plus years for this new stadium it probably will be at, at least a while. five i would yeah. say at, at least, least five, five because they still need to build it yeah no exactly, so they need exactly. to buy it and then they need to build it and, and the way construction works in this te- in this, in this in city, city God knows how long. Yeah, yeah. Five, five years would probably yeah. be a good, so, good yeah. So it'll probably be, yeah, like five to eight or so years anyway. And then they have less to buy out on the lease yeah. from, from Soldier Field as well. So that plays into it too. But now, what do they do with Soldier Field? 
What's it's owned by the city, and I've the actually, Chicago Fire still play there. I was there. thinking they Chicago can, Fire. I was actually, I actually saw a really, really interesting thing. Uh-oh. Uh, you crumble that stadium. I would assume the fire is going to go with wherever the new stadium is. They could, yeah, they could um, do that there. You, you, you blow up Soldier Field. You, you demolish it. Sox move their stadium there. That's what I was thinking. Like, interesting. Just a better field. It, well, not not only that. And, and God bless the White Sox. I I love you. You guys have always been where you're at. Whether it's Comiskey, U.S. Cellular, or guaranteed it, rate, guaranteed rate. I hate that name. <laughs> it's always going to be U.S. Cellular Comiskey to me. Yeah. But just like it's always going to be the Sears Tower. But that is not a great neighborhood. At all. No. At all. That stadium is in a horrible, horrible area. That wouldn't be a bad spot at all. It's close to the city. And like you said, it's a better, safer area. For sure. In our opinion. So that wouldn't be a bad. But that, that's just that's now two stadiums you have to build up. And then what do you do with guaranteed break fields? Oh, you burn that sucker just, to the ground. burn it to the ground. You burn that sucker to that's the ground. That's just a bunch of fields moving. But I mean, I it just, works. It, yeah. it, I, no, it's, I like the idea. <laughs> And it's, it's it'd be better. I, I just it it makes it makes too much sense. I know I know the White Sox ownership don't really like where Guaranteed Rate Stadium is, but they don't have any options. Yeah, no, you're right. Unless that they want to move be, like seriously south, that wouldn't be a bad idea at all. Well, I mean, plus, isn't it in like a better? spot in the city like where there's more attractions you get more of like the chicago soldier, novelty soldier when, field yeah you, when you're over yeah, by, you're by you got the field yeah, museum right the by, aquarium yeah, exactly that. that's what i thought they're over by the pier so like no the pier maybe pier's a little bit more north. oh okay pier's but about a about a mile, but yeah, mile more north still, but it's still it's, 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 it's a general area. it's in a much yeah. attracted area than where uh Guaranteed rate. Could so you, then you have that Wrigley novelty, but then you also have that that Chicago like just main site attraction field. If there, if the White Sox are there, or not. I I would if I were the White Sox, I'd be like Bears, please move, because I I'd be the first people to go and talk. And granted, it'd probably take a lot to get the city of Chicago to let another and team. That's build my there. biggest thing is I yeah. I don't know that the city of Chicago wants to get rid of Soldier Field because they do have international soccer teams, lacrosse teams, different events, rugby's coming. in. They'll lose out on all They'll of lose that. all of it. They'll yeah. lose all that. So what's the point of having something that's going to well, be? Well, if if you have Soldier Field, you still have all of that. They'll lose all of it to the stadium in Arlington. I guarantee you. I, yeah. I don't know that they will because they have Soldier Field still has that nostalgia factor to right. it That's that teams will still want to come in and play at Soldier Field. But do you I, I get what you're saying but if you have a multi-billion dollar facility where your athletes will be well taken care of and You can start to have Olympic games there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, they, depending on a, how well it's built, absolutely. There's there's a lot of things that need to happen first, but like it just makes too much sense. There there's too much good that can come out of them moving to Arlington, in my eyes, at least. There there really is. I I agree with all of it, and just kind of put a new a new home to the Chicago Bears that could be a new now that they have a new franchise quarterback. Yeah, you make it field fields 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 fields. <laughs> Okay, the I just like the I'm Justin sold. Dome. I'm I'm sold now. <laughs> the Justin Field. 
Well, that wraps up our Bears talk for today. Coming up, we're gonna lead off. We're gonna start it off with some playoff basketball. The Eastern Conference semis ended in a wild game seven. Can Atlanta be a sneaky team this year so far in the playoffs? We'll give you our thoughts on them here on Blow the Whistle. Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just a small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. That was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. And it's good! Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else are you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. 45 seconds left in overtime. 10 on the shot clock. Middleton spinning and hits. Big bucket for Chris Middleton. All right, here's Giannis blooping one to Lopez. And that'll do it. The Bucks beat the Nets in seven. They do it in overtime. They're headed to the Eastern Conference final. Indeed. Got Gallinari on him. Spins. Lost the handle. Gallinari got a piece. Is Gallinari down? It goes. A Philadelphia turnover, and the Atlanta Hawks add to their lead. Up six now. Debris coming on the floor. They'll just put it in bounds. The clock's going to tick. And Atlanta, your Hawks are headed back to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in six years. Credit to TNT on those great highlights. That's right, Hawks. What? 
Hawks, <laughs> Hawks beat the 76ers in the game seven series and 103 to 196. And so they move on to the Eastern Conference Finals along with the Bucks, and the Bucks won also in a uh, game seven. So a question I had real quick, just since we're going to start off with Hawks and Sixers, are the Hawks this good of a team or did the 76ers just blow this series? I'm going to go off. I'm going to hand it off to my, my basketball guy. Okay. Dominic. Well, first of all, yes, the Hawks are that good of a team. No team going to the Eastern Conference. Fi- no team going to a conference finals. is a ba- No team is a bad team. They're all professionals. I just want to point out that I called out the Hawks. I, I know very little about <laughs> basketball. Brandon wants but to But way back his- before the playoffs started, I said, the Hawks, Trey Young can carry them. And you guys said, nah, he can't carry them that far. I would just have said want to point thing. that out. Oh, listen that, to him. That, just yeah. want to throw that out there. We'll, we'll give you that one. <laughs> but also, also the 76ers, 10 out of 10, just dropped the ball on what could have been a championship run after the Nets were knocked out. They had they have the Bucks unmatched if they if they you know won that game seven and go to that series. Oh, of course, because Giannis isn't going to guard Embiid for the love of God. No, Are you kidding? No. no. So Embiid is going to go off in that situation because nobody's going to be able to guard him. But Ben Simmons. I want to. I have the stats pulled Listen, up right here. When your coach comes out and goes. I don't know what's Not wrong with him. Not only your coach, but a coach who has been in this situation before and won championships. A coach of great experience and knowledge who is just at a loss of words he for said, what you're he doing He said he court. didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what well, to do with Ben Simmons. I, I, I don't know is his yeah. exact quote. And like for, for Doc Rivers, who is one of the greatest minds in basketball coaching right now in the NBA, in my estimation, yes, he's 0-4 in game sevens, whatever. He's with teams that have folded in the past, and 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 that's not necessarily all on Doc Rivers. That's on his players as well. And when you have a guy who has been paid as well as Ben Simmons has been paid, and he absolutely refuses, not just doesn't do it but refuses to take a shot when there is a dunk to be had there are issues he's scared he he has not only has the internet in his mind he's letting the media you know play too many games in his head i think that he is just he's not ready to step up to the plate in those big moments he's done chuck knob blocked himself (laughs) i'm dead serious is that not a great comparison though he can't hit a shot. Chuck Knobloch, for some reason, was one of the greatest second basemen to be in the Major League Baseball, and all of a sudden, he could not throw from second base to first base to get an out. Got the yips. Got the yips. And that's what Ben Simmons has. I don't know if he needs to go to a sports psychologist or if he needs to get hypnotized or what it is, dude, but he needs to figure out whatever's going wrong. When you are considered a point guard, you know, uh, a, a tall athlete with passing ability, scoring ability, you need to be able to shoot too 
and you need to be able to make your free throws. You're shooting worse than Shaq? Yeah. You're shooting worse than Shaq? And if you're going to come into the league, as they said, a comparison to LeBron James just play style, last I checked, LeBron James can make a free throw. He can even make a, th- a three-point shot. You even can't if it's even like 70%, to this. 70% is better than 20, 30, 30 less 34, than 35. 30, oh, 34% from free throw line. That's not it's, good. That's the wor- uh, that is the worst in that playoff was, history. That was one of the smartest things that the Hawks did this series was Hackaben. Yep. <laughs> that's how they came back from a... That 25-point deficit and came back and won that game on Wednesday. Yeah. So that was just the Sixers. That was just but atrocious. Let's not, let's not discredit Trey Young for the game that he had in, in oh. Game 7. No. Because he didn't have – no, he did not have his best stuff in Game 7, but he was distributing the ball to people that were open, and that's what led to, of all people, of all people, Kevin Herter – to dump 27 points in and lead the Atlanta Hawks. The Ginger Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> there it is! Yes! I came up... I, I've heard someone use a nickname on someone else before, but he... I, I don't think, care. I, That's great. I took that with him because he played so well. The Ginger, the ginger Ninja. ninja. That was and great. I will embrace that for you as a fellow Ginger <laughs> and say, absolutely, I love that. But I guess... Uh, I, I was talking back. I, I told you, what, last Monday? I don't believe in the Sixers because they folded, what, the last two years? Mm-hmm. And partially no. because of Ben Simmons. Yeah. And I said, I don't have any faith in Milwaukee either. And what the blazes went on there? And going to that, yeah. Milwaukee Bucks beat the Brooklyn Nets 115-111 to 111 in Game 7. Credit to, to Kevin Durant for having probably one of the best series to ever be had. In in that the history, of purest best game seven, absolutely yes. the oh, yeah. most the the purest basketball player I've seen since Michael Jordan. And you know that was 100%. wasn't that back to back forty point plus yep. games? Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, that's impressive. he ended up with forty eight points that game. Carried he, the team on just, his back. He and what Where's happened? James Harden. I mean, he had a twenty he, point game. He's hammy. His hammy was messed. And granted, they didn't have... Once again, hamstrings Kyrie come Irving. back to bite people in the behinds this year, Brandon. <laughs> they didn't have... They did. Not just baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... What What I was telling you is like... You, you saw he gave everything he could, and it was a matter of inches for the Nets. Literally, his, his toe touched that line for that last yeah. shot. But you, you, saw, you saw in the overtime, he was... Drained. Now, oh, yeah. if they now if Brooklyn had Kyrie, this would be a completely different. This, discussion. I believe it would have been a different game. Oh, you absolutely. Notice the Milwaukee, the Bucks started turning around after Kyrie, Kyrie went left. Down. Yep. Absolutely would have been different. Uh, point, uh, different outcome. But I got to give it to Milwaukee for finally, like, even though they made it in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, so. I totally thought they were going to flop throughout this because they tend to do that. But they've looked they've looked like a solid team this year, and, and they're Giannis playing well. Stepped up to the plate too. I one of my doubts that I've always had with Giannis, you know, he's a great player, MVP, but 
in the playoffs, he was never able to make that push and be that guy. He dropped 40 points in that game seven. Yeah. I still got have, it done. I still have issues with Giannis. Because I, after that, to me, it proves to me that he can be he the man again. He doesn't guard, guard himself up against their best players. He should right. be guarding Your best their players should be guarding up their best players. I, I'm sorry. He should have been on Durant the whole series. And the yes. comparison yes. I used about this going, like, switching it to football, Jalen Ramsey. Not lining up against Allen Robinson, lines up against uh, Darnell Mooney, so and gets beat, gets burnt, <laughs> gets burnt. Yeah. So with that, so now we have Bucks and Hawks. Yes, Bucks and Hawks in Eastern Conference Finals. I believe Game One is tomorrow. What? Ask Brandon first. See who he's got. Yeah. Okay. Who you got? So we. I want to see if I want to see if he rides this gonna, train till it. Are dies. we going to go with you guys? Want to go with? Who's gonna move on to the finals? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Right. yes. So especially with Irish Bucks offspring here, Irish offspring. Yeah. Let's do it. So Bucks and Hawks. It's gonna. It's gonna be a tough. I'm gonna go last. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good matchup because the Milwaukee Bucks have been looking like the solid team that they've everyone felt like they should have been, and the sneaky Hawks team has just been coming up. Never would have thought a number five seed would be in the Eastern Conference Finals. So Brandon. Who do you got in this series? I'm going to keep Ryan Trey Young. Trey Young's going to carry him through this series. Atlanta's making it into the NBA Finals. That's what I like to see. A man who's I like sticks it. with his convictions. Now, Dominic, I think that the matchups, looking into these matchups already with Drew Holiday, who is a great basketball mind, good scorer, great defender. Now, Trey Young doesn't care. Now, he he doesn't care about how good of defense you play. He'll come in and drop forty on you, with without you know hesitating. But they have a lot of good defenders. They have PJ Tucker who can guard up John Collins or even Clint Capella because Clint isn't a great scorer. Scorer, he's a good defender. But also, if Giannis were to play defense on any of their guys, I think, in my opinion, don't write off the Hawks because Trey Young can do whatever he pleases. But the Bucks move on. Okay. David? Hawks in six. Uh, Milwaukee has to prove to me that they can win a big series. And, and, and beating the Nets wasn't proof enough. All right. Well, I'm about to split this up. I'm going with Bucks because I love how the Hawks been playing. I think it's going to go to a game five or six. I think uh, game, game six. Game seven. Another game, game seven? seven? Okay. Wow. I'll stick I got with six. Yeah, okay. Me and Brandon on the on the game six Hawks bus. I got a game six, but I just think because Milwaukee, they've been tearing up. They just they came out beating the Brooklyn Nets, and even despite not having Kyrie Irving and um, James Harden uh, in that whole series the entire time, that's still phenomenal. And going up against Kevin Durant, arguably one of the best in the best player in the league right now. So I got Bucks and six. But we're not done with basketball. On to the Western Finals. Booker put up insane numbers in Game 1, giving himself his first career triple-double. The last player to have a triple-double in the playoffs for the Suns is going to be announced here on Blow the Whistle. Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Scoreboard update. I'm David Dykstra with the SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to beyonair.com. 
The White Sox get swept over the weekend, losing to the Astros 8-2. Dallas Keuchel has his shortest outing, only going three innings, giving up six runs. Next game for the White Sox is in Pittsburgh on Tuesday. First pitch is at 6.05 p.m. Cubs beat the Marlins yesterday 2-0. Cubs are 2-5 in their last seven games. Indians come into Wrigley tonight for a quick two-game series. First pitch is at 7.05 tonight. The Eastern Conference Finals are set as the Bucks beat the Nets Saturday 115 to 111. The Hawks beat the 76ers yesterday 103 to 96. Also in game 7 with an unexpected 27 points from Kevin Herter. Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Hawks and Bucks is on Wednesday with tip-off at 7:30 p.m. Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals went to the Suns as they beat the Clippers 120 to 114. Devin Booker recorded his first career triple-double, scoring 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists. Sun lead the series 1-0. Next game is Tuesday, tip-off at 8 p.m. Golden Knights even the series, scoring a game-winning goal in overtime to beat the Canadians 2-1. Both semifinal series are tied 2-2. The Islanders and Lightning play tonight. Puck drops at 7 p.m. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. Red SportstownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the nasty biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the chicken fried chicken biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with a heaping amount of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy, you're breaking up. Did I mention we'd be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed-out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do, and that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it happened, it still is. Franchise-defining quarterbacks. College football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com.
courtesy to ABC on those great highlights. And yes, Devin Booker, an insane 40-point triple-double, 40 points, 11 Sons assists, 13 rebounds. Suns in four. Suns <laughs> in four. They take game one against the L.A. Clippers, 120-114. to 114. Despite Chris Paul not being there. Have you heard this story? What? Do you know why oh, he's Do you guys chanting? know the Suns in four development? No. Right. Tell them the story. So they're facing the Nuggets, and uh, up in the nosebleeds, you know, there's always something fun going on in the nosebleeds. This Nuggets fan cheap shots uh, a, a Phoenix fan, oh, and then the I Phoenix fan this. grabs him and just lays down the smackdown on this guy. <laughs> and then after he proceeds to beat him up, he looks at him, holds up the four fingers, and says, Suns in four, which holds true, and they beat the Nuggets in four games. They have t-shirts of this dude now. No way. They it's gave him out for free. Four. There were guys Before in the, the front game? row. Yeah. 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 There were guys in the one. front row. I the, want one the, too. It, it was like one of... Now, granted, we do not... On Blow the Whistle, we do not condone beating no, anyone no, off of our really fans. Yeah, we although, really fans. Although Devin Booker did give this man Western Conference Finals tickets. I, I did hear about that. I did hear that. I, so, yeah. That... that I... I, I Dominic had told me that story yesterday. You know, I thought we it was talk about you know, great moments in sports history that that lead to a team going on a dominant run. I think that Nuggets fan getting clobbered was that great moment. <laughs> no, the Suns. Dominic, that do not condone that. Jeez, <laughs> we do not condone violence on this show. We do not. We do not. But with oh, by the way, to that question, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, who was the last? Player in the Suns to score a triple-double in the playoffs, Steve Nash back in 08. So, Devin Booker, which going to my question to all the listeners and you guys right here, is Devin Booker the new upcoming star player in this era of the NBA? Let us know on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Blow T. Blow the Blow T Whistle 1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E 1. Monday. It is Monday. I know. <laughs> and I see... Dominic over here all excited. Now, I want to hear what you got to say. I can't remember if this was in 2017 or 2018, but I'm pretty sure it was 2017. He was only in his second year in the league. He dropped a 70-point game. Now, I, in Michael Jordan's great words, he said, it could be anybody's night, just like Terrence Mann the other night with his 39-point game, only six shots missed. But that, to me, showed this kid's a pure scorer. We're going to see a lot more of him in the future. I, and now, I think with or without CP3, he's he's winning games for that team consistently. Can I just say I love the fact that my 19-year-old son called Devin Booker kid? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. I always did. The younger <laughs> players are always kids. Yeah, That is great. I love watching the new age NBA, though. I love it. Oh, it is. Let and that's tell- what I love most about this, these, this final four. It's all young rising stars. Not only that, but you have two teams in the Western Conference Finals who've never won a chip. Uh The Atlanta Hawks who have never won a chip. But the Bucks who haven't won since the 70s with Kareem and Oscar. But still, you know, a team who hasn't won a chip in a minute. Yeah. All four, like all, they have a player on each of that team. You got Booker, Giannis, Trey Young, and Paul George. All four of the guys never won a Chris Paul either. as well. If Chris, Chris Paul, Paul wins yeah. his ring, his elusive ring, you know, this is his great weapon. So this is this is huge. Oh, there's there's nothing more that I want to see. But Dominic talking about how how a team comes together in that one defining moment and then just starts rolling. 
game one yesterday might have been it for the Suns. To prove them to themselves that CP3 doesn't need to be on the floor for them to be an elite team and dominate. And yeah. and, and to show that Devin Booker's more than just a, a scoring freak. I'm not going to lie. I came When he came into the league, he wasn't even that class of the Kentucky Wildcats that came into the draft. He wasn't even... Like talked about one of the no, best players. No, it was all cat. It, it was, was all. Cat. And yeah. now look at where Devin Booker is now. Look how the numbers he's putting up against cat. I'll be honest. No, with, no, no dirt on cat. Yeah, yeah, right. But Devin Booker is just on a whole nother level. I'll be than honest Kat with right you. Now. He probably came out a year too early. He probably Devin Booker, Booker probably came out a year but that too NBA early. NBA development worked for him. You yeah. know. Yeah. And he's worked out with Kobe Bryant in the past. Well, and see, and it something. shows. It really yes. shows. Those, Those dribble pull ups. Yeah, that's Kobe. Yeah, that's. All Kobe. He's even said, I think, uh, this like when Kobe Bryant passed away, that's when that that turned the whole world of the NBA around. Yeah, but I think Jason Tatum worked out with him too. Mm-hmm. Both of those kids. Um, now you got him doing it. I love it. <laughs> well, I could say it. they're like around my age. <laughs> so, but both of those guys, <laughs> they just they turned it up. Jason Tatum even had a phenomenal year this this past year. Yes. So. That just shows how big of an impact well, that he put on these two young stars. And also, the Clippers didn't play a bad game. And I really no. just think they're missing the defensive presence of Kawhi because if you were watching the game, the Suns were hitting a lot of open threes. Yes. Right out of the pass, too. Just catch and shoot, open three, and it went in. And That's just, you know, muscle memory practice translating to game. No, yeah, definitely. A big part of it is that Kawhi's not there, but it's still balanced out because uh, they still didn't have Chris Paul in this game. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul has been a huge factor for the Suns. Mm-hmm. But just to show that the Suns were able to overcome with Chris Paul not being there, which I believe I've heard that he's going to be at game two. Uh, I, they're hoping likely. early yeah, in the series. A report from in- NBA insider Chris Haynes says that the Suns are encouraged by Paul's progress and are hopeful he will clear the NBA's health and safety protocols early in the Western Conference Finals. So, okay, we may not what see you him game two, early. But That's okay. I'd I'd say at least by game three. But it it wasn't just Booker yesterday. Like no, it was Aton just drops twenty without like making a big noise about it. No, and Paul George also had a thirty point game. I yeah. love I. I don't like slander of any player, but I personally just love tearing Paul George apart. He does enjoy a little Paul George. The PG thirteen percent, the the pandemic P, all of it. It all works because I mean, you can't look at a player and say, "Oh, he had a great MVP year." You know, he's one of the greatest players in the NBA right now when he can't produce in the playoffs. But this is his year. He'll prove everybody wrong, win or lose. You know, Mm -hmm. and I mean, you want your team to win, but. You're the only star on that team right now. Reggie Jackson had 24 points. He had another great. He had a great game, but you don't have Kawhi's big, you know, four foot hand in your face trying to block you from shooting, and that's a big part of the game. Well, then what helped the Suns a lot is that that whole starting five all scored at the double digits. Crowder, who I've been loving to see play on the Suns. Had himself 13 points. Bridges, 14 points. They've all had double... Di- they've all... They all put in the same amount, like, all the work and effort into Don't it. Don't forget... It's not like one's leading the other. In our weird bubble year, we we also witnessed Jay Crowder go to a finals series. 
and almost, you know play well in that final series as a defensive player. I totally forgot about that. In the Miami Heat. Yeah, I yeah. totally forgot about that he was on the Miami Heat. And then Heat. he comes to the Western Conference and bullies LeBron out of a first round. I, oh, yeah. Salsa dances LeBron yeah. out of a first round. You love, I, that's why I love Jay Crowder right now. I mean, I, I liked him before, but just seeing him on the Suns team, he's just fitting so well. With he's got, he's young got guys. a new swagger for sure. Oh, definitely. When you shut down the King... You got a right for to the have first a time in his career. He that was the first time he's lost a game, uh, uh, a first round yeah. series. Like you have the right to have a little swagger about you for sure. Oh yeah, and it shows. Like that holds teams' confidence is just if, on another level. If Andre Iguodala wins a Finals MVP for holding LeBron to thirty five points, ten rebounds, and ten assists, then is, we need to give Jay Crowder his flowers as a defender for knocking him out in the first round. And potentially, you know, they could go to the finals. And as Brandon said, this is Phoenix's game to lose or Phoenix's finals to lose. Yeah. They look like they have a good path to the finals here. If Kawhi's out for this series, I don't see, I don't see Kawhi stopped. coming back with a sprained is. knee. And I think it's more than a sprain, to be honest oh, yeah. with you. And you would go into that. I'm going to go around to you guys. As we did last segment, who do you guys got in this series? Suns, Clippers, and we'll go around. Brandon? Suns. Suns and four. Ah! <laughs> I'm not going to go four. I'm going to go six. Suns and six. I'll split the difference. I'll say five. Okay, I'm gonna, I was going to say Suns and five, too. I think the Clippers could get one game out of the Phoenix Suns. But that wraps up our NBA playoffs talk, but we're still in the playoff talk. Could we see something in the Stanley Cup playoffs that we haven't seen since 2019. Stay here to find out on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Longtime fans, sports is like life. SportstownChicago.com. What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or French toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now and later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eat or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I could see a wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal spaceman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion? The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD.
The Chicago Dogs are back on SportsTownChicago.com. Tune in to the season opener against the Sioux City Explorers Friday, May 28th at Impact Field in Rosemont. First pitch at 7.05 p.m. Hear all the action right here on SportsTownChicago.com. And the team wise player back on the ace at Suzuki. It's a breakaway pass. Play to sweep it away. Canadians don't clear though. Carlson for McNabb scores. Great McNabb hopped up, and the game is tied. There's Pacioretty, four shots on goal. Trying to swoop in front, plays it in front of the net. Nick Wall scores. Wall has scored in overtime, and this series is tied at two games apiece. Courtesy of Sportsnet, Sportsnet on those great highlights. And to go for my question earlier, can we see something in the Stanley Cup playoffs that we haven't seen since 2019? Well, since 2019, the Tampa Bay Lightning have not lost two consecutive games in the playoffs. And that could change this season, this year, this playoff year, whatever. Monday. So it could change tonight. It could change tonight. It could change tonight. It could change tonight, yeah. But I had a quick question. Um, this is more for later, um, but obviously everyone listening, let us know uh, what you guys is, our thoughts. Who's your favorite to move on to the Stanley Cup Finals as is an even battle between all four teams, both series tied 2-2. Two to two. Let us know what you guys think on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. I know that we've kind of brushed up on who our favorites are to move on to the Stanley Cup finals. You have, Dominic? You know, do you, do you got a favorite? Uh, well, yeah, the Lightning are just so tough. <laughs> Who's beating the Lightning? Oh, of course. He's going to go with status quo. <sighs> they won last year. To. Let someone else get it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, but... No, no, yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, the Lightning, they, they come into this one, as, as Tyler said, looking for their 13th straight... Win after a loss, if that makes sense. So they haven't lost consecutive games. So in games following a loss, they they're twelve and zero in their last twelve. They're undefeated in their rebound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you got to figure that when that that gives them a leg up because you go two and zero at home in those first two games, and you don't lose back to back. You're coming home with at least a three two lead. And not only that, but like yeah. the other team now has to go through that that mental t- terrain of oh well, can, can we be the ones to break that record? Yeah, and the other thing, another if you like crazy stats and oh, things, here he comes the stats first yeah. back in the house, baby. The, the team that has scored first in this series in all four games, the team that scored first has won each game, but it extends further than that. The Lightning are ten and one while scoring first this postseason. 0-4 when allowing the first goal. The Islanders 5-1 when scoring first, 5-5 five five while allowing it. So the team that scores first has a good chance of winning this game. Hey, that's wow. that's super interesting. Yeah, I, I never I you know my thoughts. You know, my my I've got a little vested interest. Our boy Hunter that does uh, US sports pages with us is a huge, and when I say huge, I mean huge. Islanders fan like literally was on a a 
a Zoom call with him. And he looked at me and goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm distracted. I'm watching my Islanders play the Penguins. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know you were into hockey. I'm a huge Islanders fan. So I'm, I've thrown my support behind the Islanders. I'm hoping they beat. Honestly, the way I've been watching these, Brandon, I, I don't see a clear cut advantage for any four teams that are in these semifinals this year. Yeah, they all are playing about even. Maybe you give a leg up to Tampa just because they were here last year and they won it all last year. But outside of experience factor, they are pretty evenly matched, all four of these teams. I agree. There hasn't been a blowout yet. All games have been super close. I mean, last night's game went to overtime and I was... Yeah, and and so not like the other series. Yeah, like you said, that one was a comeback win. It was not the team that scored first, unfortunately, who won it, as I'd I'd like to see the Canadians go all the way this year. Brandon's all about them Canadians, eh? I was rooting for them, too. (laughs) I love the underdogs. They they led 1-0 going into the third, gave up that goal, the tire, and then the game winner in overtime. But But once again, the Canadians playing above where they were going into the playoffs this year and have completely shocked a whole bunch of people. And now they're playing Vegas extremely tough. Yeah. Now who who also made a goalie change for yesterday. Robin Leonard was out there and only gave up the one goal. Spectacular. He did. He, he outdueled carry price. Although price had a heck of a game, even the game winning goal in overtime, he made the initial save. But unfortunately, it was left out in front. The rebound tossed over him for the game winner. But yeah, phenomenal goalkeeping for all these teams, really. And let me ask you this, Brandon, and and just for... Is, is it a good thing to know that you now have two goalies that can shut it down? Yeah, Vegas? definitely. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury, he, he made a mental mistake. He, he, he That turnover, the... He misplayed the puck, and that's, I believe, why he did not start yesterday. It was kind of a, a punishment. A okay. slap on the wrist. Yeah, a little, yeah. exactly, slap on the I, wrist. It's surprising that they would. That, that shows you the confidence that the head coach of Vegas has in his backup yeah. goalie. But, because yeah, that's the other thing. There's no clear backup. I know Marc-Andre Fleury started this series, but Robin Leonard has started other series. And last season, also in the playoffs, they went back and forth with them. Even against the Blackhawks in that series, both guys getting starts, and that does, it allows you to have a rested goalie who's capable of being a starter. Do you think that makes it more difficult for the Canadians uh, as far as preparing? Because they never know what goalie... Because each each goalie has their strengths and their weaknesses, so... Do you think it makes it a little more difficult for the Canadians? It could. It could change their approach and everything, but it could also be a disadvantage to... Las Vegas as well. It hasn't been so far, but in terms of a goaltender getting in a rhythm, if you're not playing consecutive games all the time, that could be a disadvantage. Again, it's worked out for the Knights so far, and after Marc-Andre Fleury had had that mental lapse, he he was able to, or the, the team was able to put in Robin Leonard, who did a phenomenal job. I expect him to start the next one as well because of how he did. And then where Carey Price, you know he's going to be out there every single minute that they possibly can have him out there because he is that shutdown goalie. So, yeah, it it puts more pressure on a guy like Carey Price than it would on the Vegas goalies because they have someone else they can lean on. 
so I guess another question to you is, do you, and I'll, I'll, I see both of these series, to be quite honest, probably going to game sevens. I could, the way, de- I could definitely the way see these, it. The way they've started out, I could see both of these going to game sevens. And that, in my eyes, is only going to make hockey become even bigger and better because there are a lot of things in this world that are great, but there's nothing really as great as a game seven in NHL playoff hockey. And I'll be the first one to admit it that. It's very rowdy. In game it, seven. It, there's oh, yeah. something there. There's just something about that. The only thing that that I'm a little sad about is the fact that still in Canada, there are no fans. Hey, they're oh, still playing. Yeah. They're able to play in Canada, but yeah. they're not letting fans into the into the arena. So that's okay. still an empty. So it's going to also be kind of a disadvantage because you it, it you takes want away. That yeah, yeah, it takes away. Trust me, there are probably few and select arenas in NHL that are probably rowdier than Montreal. Of course, yeah, because they're one of the oldest teams in the NHL. So. They're part of the, the, the original six. Yeah. So I it, it's a disadvantage for Montreal, but at the same time, they're playing. Their they're goalie's on fire, like Brandon said, and they're playing really great hockey, and I'd love to see both of these uh, semis go do game sevens. Yeah, I, I agree, and I... I'm sticking with my picks. I'm sticking with my guns. It, it's now a best of three series. I'm sticking with Carey Price. I think he'll he'll be able to pull this one out for the Canadians. And then the Islanders is just kind of a, a toss-up for me. I think Tampa might be the better team, but I'd like to see the Islanders pull it off and get two new teams in there. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, too. It's time for a little freshness. Just like in the NBA, we need a little a little fresh blood, a little, yeah, a little yeah. newness yeah. You, to it. You shut down Stamkos? You can beat the Lightning. That that's the line. You shut down his line, and the Islanders did it, and they they showed that they can. Is it do because it. they're being a little more physical? I think they're playing more physical than Tampa kind of expected, especially in Game One. Tampa just came out and didn't seem to know what they were walking into in that in this series, but now they've kind of caught on. But yeah, the Islanders were all over them in the second period yesterday. They put up, or in their last game, put up three, and and that was basically all it all it took for that one. So the Islanders, if they can just have that good solid period and just keep that physical mentality out there, they can take on Tampa Bay. All right, I'm gonna stick with the Islanders and Canadians too. Dominic, I am going with Tampa Bay and Vegas because I am a sheep to the rankings. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Probably smart. You know, I'm gonna. I'm still going with the Canadians because I always like to root for the underdogs, and I'm gonna go with the Islanders too. Like, I want to see a new team uh, in the dang, Stanley it's Cup gonna be the, It's gonna be the Lightning and the Knights Why now. Yeah, right. Jeez, I know. man. <laughs> hey, we did, that last time we did that. Uh, it it went. Our it way. worked out. It worked out. Maybe we're turning the tide a little. Well, go ahead. Boys. I was going to say boys. Guys. Go, guys, guys go, boys. Guys. I'll, boys. I'll, I'll answer that. Either. Freaking <laughs> Monday, man. Mondays. Well, guys, that wraps up our two-hour show today on Blow the Whistle. Dominic, off, Irish offspring, thank you for coming on our show. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It was, it was great to have you here. It's so much fun. Everyone knows we're here on Mondays from 2 to 4. And if you missed our show, which why the heck would you? That is just dumb on your part. Sacrilege. We have our recorded shows on our Spotify and Anchor. 
at Blow the Whistle. You still follow us on our social media at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. And as always, I'm Tyler Buterball along with Brandon Janoska. David Dykstra, don't miss our live stream tomorrow, 5.30 to 6.30, even though someone's still going to be stuck under the table. They won't let me out. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, everyone have a wonderful Monday and a wonderful week, and we'll see you guys next Monday. This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com.